0: Good morning, Graceway. Today is Monday, October 28th, and this is Charles from the Morning Bible Study Teaching Team. Today we'll be continuing our journey through the Gospel of Mark with chapter 10, verses 17 through 31. Here, Jesus encounters a rich man. I'll read from the NRSV, but if you want to, you can follow along in any version you like. Let's begin. As Jesus was setting out on a journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. He said to him, Teacher, I have kept all these since my youth. Jesus, looking at him, loved him, and said, You lack one thing. Go sell what you own and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When he heard this, he was shocked and went away grieving, for he had many possessions. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were perplexed at these words. But Jesus said to them again, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. They were greatly astounded and said to one another, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, For mortals it is impossible, but not for God. For God, all things are possible. Peter began to say to him, Look, we have left everything and followed you. Jesus said, Truly I tell you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for my sake and for the sake of the good news who will not receive a hundredfold now in this age houses, brothers and sisters, mothers and children, And fields with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life but many who are first will be last and the last will be first I have a confession I find this passage pretty unsettling I'm not the only one if you look at the history of interpretation for this passage you see a history of people trying to downplay the apparent severity of what Jesus says For example, at least since the 9th century, interpreters have speculated that when Jesus says it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter the kingdom of God, Jesus refers to a gate in Jerusalem called the needle's eye. This gate was presumably pretty small, so it would be difficult for a fully loaded camel to get through it, but not impossible. But this interpretation is a totally groundless conjecture. There's no evidence for it at all. And more importantly, it doesn't make any sense of how the disciples react to Jesus in this passage. Mark tells us that they are astounded at what Jesus says and that they ask whether anyone can be saved given what Jesus says. This reaction doesn't make sense if what Jesus is saying is only that it's hard for rich people to enter the kingdom. So I think we will misinterpret this passage if we try to minimize what Jesus demands. We should take the story seriously. But taking it seriously raises some thorny questions. First, is Jesus saying that all Christians need to sell everything or that Christians shouldn't own property? Second, does Jesus imply we are saved by our works, not by grace? Let's take these questions in reverse order. So, does this passage imply we're saved by our works? Well, The rich man runs up to Jesus and asks what he must do to inherit eternal life. Jesus answers by listing some of the Ten Commandments. Once the rich man says he's done these, Jesus seems to add another requirement, to sell his possessions, give the money to the poor, and follow him. That looks like another work. So you see the problem. Now, One thing we might say about this problem is that we know from other passages in Scripture that we're saved by grace, not our merit or works, and that this should control how we read this passage. That's how a lot of people handle this question, and it's reasonable enough. But I think we can say more by looking at Jesus' exchange with his disciples more carefully. After the rich man walks off dismayed, and Jesus says it's easier for a camel to go through a needle's eye than a rich man to enter the kingdom, the disciples ask, who then can be saved? Notice what they've done. They've generalized the question to refer to anyone, not just rich people. And it's this question that Jesus answers when he says it's impossible with humans, but possible with God. So it seems Jesus is saying that we cannot save ourselves, only God can. And that implies our need for grace. Furthermore, throughout Mark's gospel we've seen people approach Jesus to be healed. When Jesus heals them, he often says something to the effect of, go, your faith has saved you. Notice the word saved there. Although we can't really be certain, it seems likely that Mark means this to have a double meaning. People's faith has saved them in the sense of letting them be healed but it has also saved them in a deeper, more eternal sense. If that interpretation is right, and I suspect that it is, then Mark does does think that we're saved by grace and through faith. But it's important to remember that Mark, just like Paul for that matter, thinks true faith is obedient faith. That's part of what this passage is about. Which brings us to our other question. Is Jesus calling all people to sell everything they have and to live like monks? Is Jesus saying, in effect, that Christians cannot have any possessions at all? Well, listen again to what Jesus says. Go, sell what you own, and give the money to the poor. Give the money to the poor. That command doesn't make sense if Jesus is saying that everyone must give away everything they have. If that's what Jesus was saying, the poor, too, would have to sell everything they have. And it wouldn't make sense for Jesus to tell the rich man to give them money. So Jesus isn't saying everyone needs to sell their possessions and give away all their money. Some people, the poor, need more money. But I want you to notice the danger of what I've just said. I began the podcast by noting how the history of interpreting this passage is a history of people trying to get out of the seemingly severe implications of Jesus' saying. It looks like I just did the same thing. By claiming that Jesus isn't telling everyone to sell everything, one might conclude that this passage is really only about this one particular rich person and his need to sell his possessions. That would effectively neuter the force of this passage, prevent it from having any import for us. But that would be a big mistake. Mark wants us to think very seriously about the way money can prevent us from following Jesus. Remember back to the parable of the sower in chapter 4. One of the things that prevents the seed from growing into maturity is the, quote, lure of wealth and the, quote, desire for other things. Jesus repeatedly emphasizes in Mark and in all of the Gospels that the desire for money, for wealth, is a very serious and dangerous spiritual temptation, one that can easily prevent us from having true faith. In Mark 8, Jesus says that if people want to follow him, they must take up their crosses and deny themselves. The point is that following Jesus is costly. It requires living in a way that is different from the world around us. That way of living requires sacrifices. Mark wants us to see that Jesus' command to the rich man to sell his possessions and follow him is just a particular application of Jesus' general call to deny oneself and follow him. The rich man wasn't willing to do this. He loved his possessions more than he wanted to be Jesus' follower. As the parable of the sower shows, Mark wants us to see that the rich man faces a perennial temptation we all face, So, Mark's question for you is this. Is the lure of wealth preventing you, like the rich man, from following Jesus? Are you sure about that? If Jesus said to you that you have more than enough and that you must sell the rest, would you?